Section nine of the History of Mary Prince by Mary Prince. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Narrative of Louis Asa Asa, a captured African. The following interesting narrative is a convenient supplement to the history of Mary Prince. It is given, like hers, as nearly as possible in the narrator's words, with only so much correction as was necessary to connect the story and render it grammatical. The concluding passage in inverted commas is entirely his own. While Mary's narrative shows the disgusting character of colonial slavery, this little tale explains with equal force the horrors in which it originates. It is necessary to explain that Louis came to this country about five years ago, in a French vessel called the Pearl. She had lost her reckoning, and was driven by stress of weather into the port of St. Ives, in Cornwall. Louis and his four companions were brought to London upon a writ of habeas corpus at the instance of Mr. George Stephen, and, after some trifling opposition on the part of the master of the vessel, were discharged by Lord Winford. Two of his unfortunate fellow-sufferers died of the measles at Hampstead, the other two returned to Sierra Leone but poor louis when offered the choice of going back to africa replied me no father no mother now me stay with you and here he has remained ever since conducting himself in a way to gain the goodwill and respect of all who know him he is remarkably intelligent understands our language perfectly and can read and write well the last sentences of the following narrative will seem almost too peculiar to be his own but it is not the first time that in conversation with Mr. George Stephen he has made similar remarks. On one occasion in particular he was heard saying to himself in the kitchen, while sitting by the fire apparently in deep thought, Me think, me think. A fellow-servant inquired what he meant, and he added, Me think what a good thing I came to England. Here I know what God is and read my Bible in my country they have no god no bible how severe and just a reproof to the guilty wretches who visit his country only with fire and sword how deserved a censure upon the not less guilty men who dare to vindicate the state of slavery on the lying pretext that its victims are of an inferior nature and scarcely less deserving of reprobation are those who have it in their power to prevent these crimes but who remain inactive from indifference or are dissuaded from throwing the shield of british power over the victim of oppression by the sophistry and the clamour and the avarice of the oppressor it is the reproach and the sin of england may god avert from our country the ruin which this national guilt deserves we lament to add that the pearl which brought these negroes to our shore was restored to its owners at the instance of the french government instead of being condemned as a prize to lieutenant rye who on his own responsibility detained her with all her manacles and chains and other detestable proofs of her piratical occupation on board we trust it is not yet too late to demand investigation into the reasons for restoring her THE NEGRO BOY'S NARRATIVE My father's name was Clashaquin. Mine is Asa Asa. He lived in a country called Baikla, near Edgy, a large town. 
edgy is as large as brighton it was some way from the sea i had five brothers and sisters we all lived together with my father and mother he kept a horse and was respectable but not one of the great men my uncle was one of the great men at edgy he could make men come and work for him his name was otu he had a great deal of land and cattle my father sometimes worked on his own land and used to make charcoal i was too little to work my eldest brother used to work on the land and we were all very happy a great many people whom we called adinyes set fire to edgy in the morning before daybreak there were some thousands of them they killed a great many and burnt all their houses they stayed two days and then carried away all the people whom they did not kill they came again every now and then for a month as long as they could find people to carry away they used to tie them by the feet except when they were taking them off and then they let them loose but if they offered to run away they would shoot them i lost a great many friends and relations at edgy about a dozen they sold all they carried away to be slaves i know this because i afterwards saw them as slaves on the other side of the sea they took away brothers and sisters and husbands and wives they did not care about this they were sold for cloth or gunpowder sometimes for salt or guns sometimes they got four or five guns for a man they were english guns made like my master's that i clean for his shooting the adinyes burnt a great many places besides edgy they burnt all the country wherever they found villages they used to shoot men women and children if they ran away they came to us about eleven o'clock one day and directly they came they set our house on fire all of us had run away we kept together and went into the woods and stopped there two days the adinyes then went away and we returned home and found everything burnt we tried to build a little shed and were beginning to get comfortable again we found several of our neighbours lying about wounded they had been shot i saw the bodies of four or five little children whom they had killed with blows on the head they had carried away their fathers and mothers but the children were too small for slaves so they killed them they had killed several others but these were all that i saw i saw them lying in the street like dead dogs in about a week after we got back the adinyes returned and burnt all the sheds and houses they had left standing we all ran away again we went to the woods as we had done before they followed us the next day we went farther into the woods and stayed there about four days and nights we were half starved we only got a few potatoes my uncle otu was with us at the end of this time the adinyes found us we ran away they called my uncle to go to them but he refused and they shot him immediately they killed him the rest of us ran on and they did not get at us till the next day i ran up a tree they followed me and brought me down they tied my feet i do not know if they found my father and mother and brothers and sisters they had run faster than me and were half a mile farther when i got up into the tree i have never seen them since there was a man who ran up into the tree with me i believe they shot him 
for I never saw him again. They carried away about twenty besides me. They carried us to the sea. They did not beat us. They only killed one man, who was very ill and too weak to carry his load. They made all of us carry chickens and meat for our food, but this poor man could not carry his load, and they ran him through the body with a sword. He was a neighbour of ours. When we got to the sea they sold all of us, but not to the same person. They sold us for money, and I was sold six times over, sometimes for money, sometimes for cloth, and sometimes for a gun. I was about thirteen years old. It was about half a year from the time I was taken, before I saw the white people. We were taken in a boat from place to place, and sold at every place we stopped at. In about six months we got to a ship in which we first saw white people. They were French. They bought us. We found here a great many other slaves. There were about eighty, including women and children. The Frenchmen sent away all but five of us into another very large ship. We five stayed on board till we got to England, which was about five or six months. The slaves we saw on board the ship were chained together by the legs below deck, so close they could not move. They were flogged very cruelly. I saw one of them flogged till he died. We could not tell what for. They gave them enough to eat. The place they were confined in below deck was so hot and nasty I could not bear to be in it. A great many of the slaves were ill, but they were not attended to. They used to flog me very bad on board the ship. The captain cut my head very bad one time. I am very happy to be in England, as far as I am very well. But I have no friend belonging to me, but God, who will take care of me, as he has done already. I am very glad I have come to England, to know who God is. I should like much to see my friends again, but I do not now wish to go back to them, for if I go back to my own country I might be taken as a slave again. I would rather stay here, where I am free, than go back to my country to be sold. I shall stay in England as long as, please God, I shall live. I wish the King of England could know all I have told you. I wish it that he may see how cruelly we are used. We had no king in our country, or he would have stopped it. I think the King of England might stop it, and this is why I wish him to know it all. I have heard say he is good, and if he is, he will stop it if he can. I am well off myself, for I am well taken care of, and have good bed and good clothes, but I wish my own people to be as comfortable. Louis Asa Asa London, January 31st, 1831 End of section 9 And end of The History of Mary Prince by Mary Prince Thank you for listening.